how's everyone doing out there? Where I am, summer is at full tilt. The temperatures are in the 90s, they're threatening to hit the triple digits for the weekend. The berries are ripe on the vine in the garden and the freezer is full of popsicles. Napoleon is not sure how to handle the heat. This is his first summer. You can hear he's here in the room with me while I'm recording and I'll explain a little bit more about why. But for now, I wanna talk about how much I love this time of year. I love the feel of the hot pavement under my feet and the cold splash of hose water pouring over my toes. I love eating ripe tomatoes off the vine. I love the long evenings and the refreshing mornings. I'm Larie Florence, and I'll be your host for episode 137 of the Happiness Playbook. Summer brings changes, growth in the garden, advancements in school grades, and scheduling juxtapositions that bounce between lazy, long afternoons and weeks crammed with camps and family travel adventures. My summer brought a big change that I'll share more about in a minute. But first, it's time for our team huddle. Back in episode 136, Play of the Week, were you able to take time to take a hard look at where you're being ungrateful and not acknowledging another's service and sacrifice on your behalf? If you did so, did you do something about it? Like saying words, writing a message, texting, taking some kind of action. I hope that you were able to look outward and change the trajectory of that part of your life. Do any of you remember John F. Kennedy's quote, ask not what your country can do for you, but ask what you can do for your country. That is such a helpful idea when we are feeling stressed or strained. So often we're waiting for someone to come in and save us And instead, if we can look outward and serve by reaching out towards another person, our emotional needs are met and often our other needs are met as well. Today, we seem to be swimming in a culture of entitlement. Entitlement feeds on ease and excess. Ever since I was a teen, almost every summer, I would spend a week in the deep woods and high mountains doing a hard reset on my priorities. After days of hiking long, dusty miles with sore, tired feet with nary a toilet in sight, I would arrive back home after this week-long adventure and truly celebrate my life of luxury for weeks After my hike in the wilderness, I would be all smiles and appreciation of all the little things that we so easily take for granted. Things like hot showers, fresh, clean, dry towels, clean fingernails and fingernail clippers, soft beds and screens on windows that keep the bugs out, and even air-conditioned rooms, freezers full of tasty cold treats, and sinks with running water, and above all else, a flushing toilet in a room with a door. Yep, there is nothing like deprivation to cultivate gratitude for the little things that truly make our lives so much better. I used to do long-distance cycling. After one event of riding a hundred miles, you call that a century in the bike world, I 
felt downright giddy just riding along in the car watching the mile markers zoom by as we drove home from the event. Here's a huge tip to increase your overall satisfaction in life and thus feel greater happiness. Skip the deprivation part of appreciation and be proactive about recognizing all the blessings of convenience zooming by in your day-to-day life. If you can cultivate this attitude of gratitude, you'll enjoy greater peace of mind, lower levels of anxiety, and elevated positive moods. All it takes is awareness and an outward-looking perspective. It does take intention and effort though. Now that's a rather lengthy team huddle, but it's a super valuable tip to improve your overall happiness. Today, as a review of the four play theory principles, I want to share a few specific scenarios where applying these play theory principles has recently helped me sustain happiness. In the intro, I hinted that this summer has brought a big change in my life. Well, here it is. My oldest daughter and her husband and their three darling children have moved in with us for the coming school year. And that is a big adjustment for my husband and I, who have been empty nesters for quite a few years now. It's a good change though, and we welcome it. But the play theory principles have also been very helpful in keeping this transition peaceful from a quiet home of a couple of empty nesters to a busy home of seven with two dogs that don't always get along. That's a challenge. This move for my daughter will be temporary and it's helping facilitate a shift in their careers that we're all very excited about. They're actually writing a script for a movie and producing a feature film this fall. And living with us for a few months will help make that possible. It's a lot though to combine two households with all of the stuff that comes with three children. I lean towards minimalism. I'm not perfect at that, but I love an open room and clear counters. And after the first few days of seeing all of that glorious open space filled in with boxes and bins of toys and other things like crafts and projects, I had to remind myself of the short-term nature of this arrangement and what a privilege it is to be able to spend time with my grandkids, even if they are messier than I am. I reminded myself to be present with them in this short time really in their life and to let go of other expectations about the order of my home. These new arrangements are temporary and fleeting and if I can remember that it will help me have patience with any disruptions. This idea of being present brought a sense of excitement and urgency to my outlook at replacing my frustration or impatience. There are also other challenges that come Like I have Napoleon with me because this is the only quiet space I can find and having a two-year-old in the home and a puppy makes it challenging. His crate is off limits right now because he had major diarrhea in it last night because of who knows what he was fed. So I have him in here with me now because I didn't trust the two-year-old with him unsupervised. So I'm sorry he's rather noisy today. 
But he's been a very good dog, and he's doing a lot of letting go and playing and accepting and building as he and Faye develop their relationship. My daughter, Aurora, and her husband, Jeff, are both very talented creatives. They write scripts and music. They're both, these are both pretty thankless endeavors for the vast majority of those who pursue this line of work. But they work hard, and after their arrival here, I could tell that they were both really worn out. I was too, as they arrived right at the end of the Shakespeare in the Park show run. And it took some effort to remember to look outward and think about their needs when they first came and the kids were out of sorts and figuring out sleep schedules and locating favorite water bottles and finding pajamas and all the things that they needed to get settled in. Whenever I was feeling a little overwhelmed or too tired to pitch in on a meal or helping with bedtime, I would remember to look outward and think about how much more tired and stressed they must be after packing up their home in LA and driving here and then dealing with all of the continual upheaval as they get things unpacked and put away. These thoughts of their needs over came my thoughts of my own needs, and they fueled my energy reserves and helped me push past any discomfort that I was feeling to reach out in supportive ways that were appreciated and valued by them. It's only been a few weeks now, but so far we're all getting along because we're all experienced at accepting and building if problems do arise like with Faye and Napoleon finding some boundaries and figuring out about food. So these problems do arise, as I just explained, some up with Faye and feeding Napoleon or um, playing with him. My youngest grandchild, her name is Faye, she's the one I'm talking about, she loves Napoleon so much, a little too much. And the squeezing of his face and pulling of legs and pinching private dog anatomical parts led to a very good bruise from him biting her on the arm. All of the parties involved had to accept that we have an issue with Faye and the puppy. He is almost full grown, but he's only eight months still and he's learning a lot. And all of us together have to build in education about appropriate treatment of the puppy and, for Napoleon, appropriate treatment of smaller people. We also have to work together to supervise Faye when she's with Napoleon, which she loves to do. She loves to be with him. All of us being on the same page about this challenge has eliminated any feelings of judgment and feelings of shooting about it. I know that there is a lot of accepting that there's a problem and building solutions going on. My daughter and her husband have been working hard as well as McKay and I and the other grandkids are pitching in to help. We're figuring out food storage and meal planning and loads of other things that come up when combining family dynamics. And it's going much smoother than it would if we weren't accepting and building on others' ideas and needs. My favorite example of using the play theory principles this summer so far has been being present 
and letting go and playing with the grandkids and Napoleon. He's usually involved. I love how their eyes light up when I can say yes to a request, accepting it, and then adding something fun like, yes, you can have a popsicle and let's go sit in the hammock to eat them. And the real magic comes without any fanfare or special treats. It's just being 100% present with them when they want to share something they found in the garden. Maybe it's a snail or on a special day, a large lizard. It's letting go and playing by inviting them to help make the pancakes, even when it would be so much faster without their help. It's accepting the heartfelt art and taping it on the wall in a place of honor. It's looking outward when I need to use the clothes dryer, but there's already a load in it. So instead of just dumping their clean clothes in a basket, I can take five minutes to fold them neatly in the basket. I hope you're being present with all of the changes, disruptions, and opportunities this summer brings you. And when the temps run high, whether that's external or internal, I hope that you'll remember to let go and play and literally go jump in the lake or a friend's pool. Accept the warmer weather and relish the opportunities it brings to relax on the patio, enjoying the sunset while eating an icy popsicle. And remember to look outward if you do have a pool and invite your friends over to cool off on these hot days. Little things like this make a big difference. Play theory helps me with the little things so that I can experience big results. Summertime can be stressful for some people. I enjoy this season a lot. I know others really hate the warm days, but I think focusing on what you don't like is the opposite of accepting and building. I think it's far wiser to accept that yes, it's hot and that means I might have to change my exercise schedule so that I can get outside earlier in the day before the heat hits. Or maybe I change it up and I swim instead of run during the summer. There are so many opportunities if we're willing to initially accept what is and then look at what we can build from there. If it's really hard to accept the summertime, maybe you can remember those long, dark, rainy days of winter or those cold times when you were trapped inside and it was too cold to go out and do anything. And that might help you feel more gratitude for the sunshine. I hope your summer is going well and that it's full of all of the right kind of changes. One change that you may have noticed here at the Happiness Playbook is that we're only posting an episode every other week. I think you can imagine why, for now, that is what's needed. As I'm settling into these new routines and adjusting to the new people in my home, and then also managing travel plans, it would be really hard to get more episodes out than that. But I do want to leave you with a play of, we're going to call it two weeks, so they'll have extra time to work on it. I hope that you will try out one of the play theory principles 
the next time that you're feeling some tension or frustration, either with the weather or another person. And see if one of these principles, either being present, letting go and playing, accepting and building, looking outward, if one of these principles can help you feel greater peace and harmony. We would love to hear how you're applying these playthrough principles during this summer. Feel free to share a comment or a direct message on the Happiness Playbook Instagram account. You can always comment on playtheory.org. And remember, happiness isn't something that happens to you. It's something that you can make 